Welcome to episode three of the Zachnology Tech Review podcast. In this third episode of the podcast, we're going to be looking at the best ways to watch live TV in 2021. So we're going to be comparing cable TV, satellite TV, and live TV streaming services. So make sure to tune in because we have a lot coming up in the Zachnology Tech Review. Welcome to episode three of the Zachnology Tech Review podcast in partnership with 173012 News and, of course, America's number one favorite news show, Today Now. So today we're looking at something that's very relevant in 2021, and that is what is the best way to watch live TV? Uh, So we're going to be looking at the three main ways to watch live TV, which is cable TV, satellite TV, and, of course, streaming services. Uh, And we're also going to be looking at two somewhat alternate options, which are IPTV, uh, which stands for Internet Protocol TV, which, uh, well, you know, it might sound complicated, but Zach will break it down so you'll be able to understand it. And also over-the-air TV, which involves literally putting an antenna on your roof. (laughs) And I know that uh, a certain one of our visitors or listeners, rather, has a little bit of experience with that. Uh, So, Zach, why don't you tell us just, the basics of of what cable TV really is. Right. So cable TV is an actual cable coming into your house, carrying the live TV signals. And so that cable and what sets us apart from other live TV options is that it's not transmitted through airwaves or over the uh, internet. It's a actual cable connecting your cable company to your home. So when that cable comes into your house, it usually goes into a device that splits it into more cables. And then those cables go to all the different TVs in your house. Now they don't go directly to the TVs. They go to your cable box, which I'm sure if you have cable TV, you're familiar with. It's the little uh, box that usually you put in the cabinet below the TV or something like that. That cable box, really what it does is it decodes all the cable TV signals and then it puts it into a format that your TV can read and, and then uh, display to you. It also provides a nice uh, user-friendly interface too. So that's really what cable TV is. And now, well, cable TV is general, it, it's known to be more expensive than the other options. And we'll uh, dive into the pricing of the other options uh, when we get to that. But the average uh, monthly bill for cable TV is uh, $217. That includes equipment, service, and everything. Yeah. So, you know, you might be thinking cable TV is pretty expensive, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, do have cable TV. But like Zach said earlier, it's by far the most reliable. You're having an actual physical cable that's going into your house. So, um, you know, you're you're, you're always going to get a reliable signal compared to streaming services, especially, which is through Wi-Fi. Uh, and, uh, you know, satellite TV when you have that big dish, uh, no pun intended, on your uh, <laughs> on your roof. Um, and you're obviously going to get the most crisp signal uh, and most crisp picture with that. So while it is the most expensive, uh, you really are getting, uh, you know, you're getting the right value. Uh, and also, one thing about cable TV is... Um, well, in a lot of areas, you're actually not able to get TV, cable TV. So, Zach, we were talking a lot about the positives, but this is one negative because I know in some rural areas, you're not able to get uh, cable TV. Right, because the cable, like I said earlier, the cable companies have to connect a wire from them to you. Well, not obviously, it's not 
one wire for every house. There's a wire for every neighborhood or something like that. But the thing is they need to have wired connections going to all the neighborhoods, all the residences. And so if you're, if you're in a rural area where there's not many houses, the cable companies aren't going to run connections out there. So that's why in some areas, cable TV might not be an option for you. Right. And of course, if you still want something that's a little more reliable, in that case, you'd probably want to go with satellite TV uh, compared to a different option. Uh, so I think that wraps up here for cable TV. Uh, and one thing I do want to mention, oh, one thing we should mention is the big providers. So the big providers are uh, Xfinity from Comcast and Charter Spectrum. Of course, there's countless others, but uh, those are the two that you can reliably get most places in the country. And you're probably thinking, uh, what about AT&T Uverse? Well, fun fact, AT&T Uverse is actually not cable. It's the IPTV, uh, which we will dive into uh, coming up in the podcast. Uh, so stay with us. We have a lot coming up. And also, during the breaks between the different segments, we're going to be having some viewer comments uh, that were submitted to us. Stay with us. Now, here's a message from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a message to be on the podcast, you can head to our website, tech-reviews.zachnology.com, and click on the blue voice message button on our homepage. Thank you. Hello, I am Harper Jacobs, Charlie Jacobs' amazing sister, and I love the podcast. Go to zachnology.com for awesomeness. Bye. Well, Harper, thank you very much for that recording, uh, and thanks for promoting our website. But actually, if you want to go to the Tech Reviews website, it's tech-reviews.zachnology.com. You can visit the forum there. You can listen to uh, all of our episodes of the podcast. And, of course, you can submit audio uh, in an audio message like Harper just did. And we have a few more of those, which we'll be playing throughout the podcast. And we thank everyone so much for submitting those. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to be talking about satellite TV. Uh, so Zach, can you just give us a rundown of some of the basics of satellite TV and its benefits? Thanks, Charlie. So yeah, satellite TV is, it's very similar to over-the-air television, and we'll talk about that later. But basically what they have in common is that the uh, live TV is transmitted through airwaves, or well, it, it's, it's transmitted th- to a an antenna or a receiver that you have somewhere inside or outside your house. So in the case of satellite TV, usually you have a dish. uh, (laughs) No pun intended there. (laughs) No pun intended. Uh, Usually you have like a dish satellite on on your roof, and then that receives the TV signals from your uh, TV provider. And then that uh, satellite's connected to, usually it's connected to a splitter inside the house, which then routes it to all the different TVs. Now it's similar to cable TV because you still need a uh, set top box. You can't just connect it directly into the TV. You need to connect it into the set top box and then into the TV. Right. So that is uh, where you, so basically it would take the signal and then put it, it'll transcode it so that you can see it. And that's where you get, you know, the user interface where you have your TV guide, um, 
and of course we you, have, you could have a DVR. You can still have a DVR with satellite. Right. Um, so how does on demand work with satellite? We we didn't really touch on this on cable either. Cable, uh, most cable providers these days have on demand, which I believe on demand is through the internet, right, Zach? Right. So on demand, if any, if any, because usually you see an option in the menu on your cable box, you know, on demand, Xfinity on demand or something like that. That is not through the coax cables that come into your house or through the dish satellite on your roof. That is over your Internet. Most of the time, at least. <laughs> um, so that is through your Internet. And usually what it is, it's it gets uh, like uh movies, TV shows, all that from your right. cable provider or your uh, satellite provider servers. And this usually, you it, usually it's pay-per-view, so then you have to like rent a movie or yeah, rent, and, and rent the TV show. Usually it's not a monthly subscription and you get whatever you want. Right, we've actually Netflix. seen a big change. So Zach, I know you have an older system than I do. On your system, I believe, I think most of the things are you have to pay. But ours right. and, and some of the more modern systems, there's actually a lot of free options. Um, and one of the things is it almost acts like a smart TV or cable box. Uh, we have X1, Xfinity X1. And with ours, Netflix, uh, HBO, uh, Tubi is that new one, Amazon Prime Video. All of them are actually in the on-demand. So you can say a movie into the voice remote. And if right. it's not available for free on demand, you can see if it's available through one of those services. And if not, you can rent it. Pretty much every movie is available for rent. So, you know, right. I know a and lot that, of people still have older cable systems, uh, but the newer ones, you have a, a, you know, a much bigger array of options uh, for on demand. Uh, right. And that really depends on uh, what your cable or satellite provider is, you know, whether or not they offer that. But like I said, that is through your internet. So that's not really dependent on how you actually get your live TV. Right. So that that's pretty much the same no matter uh, if it is through cable or for satellite. But it is a little bit different for streaming TV, uh, which we will cover um, in a few minutes. Uh, and so, then – Oh, go ahead. Well, the other thing I just wanted to touch on was reliability because we know we, we talked about earlier cable TV is very reliable, mainly because it's an actual cable coming into your house. Now, satellite TV isn't quite as reliable. This is mainly because you have the satellite on your roof and that satellite needs to maintain connection with the transmitter. And so if there's a tree that fell down or something, or there's been a big storm, some of those things can disrupt the connection and then you might lose live TV. Yeah, uh, and and, that, and that's one thing people really don't like. Uh, when we moved into our house, actually, we had one of those huge satellite dishes on our roof, uh, and we didn't like it at all. We could have gotten it. We could have easily hooked it up, but it was just huge and ugly on the roof. Uh, so we took that down, and that's a thing. In more suburban or urban areas like this, uh, you I mean, you can easily get their cable is, you know, almost, you know, 99% chance you have cable installed in your house. Uh, so for a lot of people like I said, who aren't in really rural areas, there's no reason uh, to get satellite because it's big, it's this big thing, it's not as reliable, um, and it just it's it's a lot of extra infrastructure. Where satellite seems to be very popular is with two things, with the older generation, uh, and <laughs> Zach's laughing at that one, and in rural areas. Rural areas because you're going to have less uh, cable hooked up. There's a, a lot of houses won't be able to have cable, and uh, I think everyone can guess why it's the older generation. Uh, so uh, do you have anything else to add, Zach? Oh, price. Well, the other thing I just wanted to talk about was price. 
So, I mean, we, we talked about reliability and it, it, it's kind of interesting because of course, reliability and the price kind of, you know, match up a little bit. You yeah. Know, we you saw get what you cable, pay for. You, you, we saw with cable TV, it, it, you got, a, you get a lot higher reliability, but it is a much higher price. Now with uh, satellite, your reliability isn't as high, which means the price isn't as high. So that that's one of the uh, big things. I'm not sure, I'm not completely sure about the average uh, satellite price, but I know it's a lot lower, somewhere within the 100s. And that usually inc- and with satellite, you still have to rent the equipment, you know, the cable boxes and everything from your provider. Right. But so otherwise, it, otherwise it's very similar <clears throat> to cable TV. Yeah, that's one thing. I it is very similar uh, from the inside of your house, at least. It's gonna look the same. You're gonna have they're not cable, just the boxes um, hooked up to your TV. You're gonna have the TV guide. All that stuff is the same. The big difference is just that huge, in my opinion, ugly satellite dish. And the reason we kept saying no pun intended is because Dish is one of the big the big providers are Direct TV and Dish. Uh, so yeah, AT and T owns Direct TV, but it seems like Direct TV probably will be uh be discontinued shortly. So Dish will be the big provider. Uh. And that I, I believe they do have pretty affordable rates. So if you're looking for something affordable, we recommend Dish. And they actually do own Sling, which will be coming up in our uh, streaming services streaming section. Yep. Uh, and so uh, coming up, we'll have uh, another segment. But before that, of course, we have a voice message from Lindsay Jacobs. Thanks for submitting it, Lindsay. Just want to say thank you for the great podcast. We always enjoy listening to Zachnology. Lots of useful information on there. Loved the smart home episode, especially implemented a lot of stuff from that into our own home. And uh, just love the podcast and keep up the good work. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for your very kind message. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can go to our website, tech-reviews.zachnology.com. Click on the uh, blue voice messages button to send us a voice message. We would really appreciate it. Uh, So now we're going to be talking about streaming services. So this is different than, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Prime, Video, Hulu. We're not talking about those. We're talking about ways to get live TV without a satellite dish uh, or a coax cable going into your house. Uh, so, Zach, tell us uh, the basics about what uh, streaming services are. Right. So, streaming services, mainly it's you're getting your live TV uh, through an internet service. So, some of the biggest provider, because, you know, we mentioned cable provider, Xfinity and Charter Spectrum, uh, and satellite provider is Dish and DirecTV. So, uh, some of the biggest streaming TV providers are uh, YouTube TV and Sling are probably the two biggest. And then, oh, there's also Hulu. How can I forget Hulu? Uh, so Hulu actually does have a live TV uh, plan. Oh, so yeah. The sorry, one... sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah. My mistake. You can't <laughs> uh, so, be perfect yeah, the, the all big, the time. The biggest ones are uh, Hulu, Sling, and YouTube TV. Uh, so basically the way it works is you – don't have a cable you first of all you don't have to rent any cable boxes or equipment or modems from the company you instead use your streaming stick or your streaming device such as a chromecast fire tv stick apple tv or your roku and then you can download the youtube tv sling or hulu apps on those devices 
you log into your account and then it has and then you can start watching right from there so it, it makes it really easy because if you decide to add a TV to your home all you have to do is go out and buy a streaming stick sign in with your account and you're ready to watch in, instead of contacting your cable company scheduling a date for them to come out set up the new equipment run the coax up to the room it, it's you know it, it's so much simpler Right. And, you know, Zach, everything with everything you're saying, most people are probably just wondering, oh, I'm going to go do that right now. But there are a lot of downsides, actually. Right. Uh, we've actually – I'm talking a lot about my own experiences, but we have got a Roku, and we were able to get live TV on the Roku from one of the services. And uh, first of all, it was delayed. We noticed we were watching some sporting events, and we were getting notifications on our phones, and then three minutes later, we were seeing on the TV. So it's, it's, it's going through your Wi-Fi. So it really is like you're watching it on your phone or something. And the quality just isn't good. It isn't as crisp as it is when you're, you know, on your cable TV. Uh, it's really a little laggy, I would call it. And I'm, of course, this probably isn't always true. But just in general, it's delayed and you're not getting the quality. Uh, you know, I the average cost, I believe, for streaming TV can be like, you know, $30, $30 a month um, to 50 Yeah, I, I think $30, $30 to $50, is, I think, is, is pretty $30 average. $30 is the minimum. And then I know YouTube TV is probably the most expensive at like $65 a month. Right, which is still nothing compared to, like which, you said, the $217 average for cable TV. Uh, so, you know, if you're on a budget, it's it's definitely worth it if you're willing to trade, you know, the quality for a much, much lower price. But if you want, you know, more uh, – if you want better quality and more reliability, you probably want to go with one of our other options. Right. And uh, like I said, it, this is all based on your internet. So for this, you need high speed internet. Uh, and so you will, you will need to choose a internet provider. So Xfinity or Charter Spectrum, you get their internet plan, not their TV plan. So this is completely reliable, relied on the internet, but it is super easy to get started with it. All you have to do is go to their website. You create a new account, enter your email, password, billing information, and you're ready to go. Then you just go on your devices, sign in with your account, and it, your system is basically set up. And a lot of, I know YouTube TV, I've done a lot of research on YouTube TV, but uh, I know they, they have unlimited DVR storage, which is something you cannot get with satellite or cable. You can have six household accounts, so each person can have their own like personal library. So that, that's a really nice feature. Uh, that's added on to it, right? So and it does. It does have some perks that you really can't get with satellite or cable. That in, and, and I think one. You're right. And one of the big perks, maybe besides price, is flexibility. There, we see a lot of flexibility with streaming TV services. And I think one of the the reasons is these things are obviously much more innovative. The whole concept is more innovative and modern. Uh, I, once again, we forgot to touch up on this, but for cable, and I, I think satellite too, you'll often see that. You know, there's that one channel you want, but it's in the highest package. So you have to pay a ridiculous amount of money to get the highest package, and you only want one of the channels. You don't want the other 25 channels. But I think we see with streaming, it's a lot more of, you know, pick your own channels. that You, you can pick the channels that you want individually and pay individually. Uh, so I, I would right. say that streaming uh, services probably do give you a lot more flexibility. Right. And just the main, like I said, if, you, if you're looking to switch to streaming, the main thing you want to look out for is your internet speed. Make sure you have solid internet speed because 
it, not just one TV that's streaming, but you might have, if you, if you have multiple family members, you might be uh, watching TV on multiple TVs and that could create a huge load on the internet. So you really need, really need to make sure you have good internet speed. That's the biggest uh, part of it. Right. And that I in think, itself is going to cost money. So uh, yeah, the, the, see, right. the thing about streaming TV is while the monthly cost might be low, you're going to have to, like Zach said, make sure you, you might want to invest in better internet. You're going to need a streaming uh, stick, like you said, or you're going to have to subscribe to Hulu yeah. in addition to you know getting the device that would show it. So there are and a, a lot, lot of... Well, and a, a lot of smart TVs nowadays even have these streaming TV services built into them. Right. So then you and might just push a button on the remote, automatically comes up. That is true. But regardless, those TVs obviously are going to cost more. A lot of people... I mean, some people already have them, but a lot of people would have to upgrade. So... Uh, while the cost per month is lower, uh, there are going to be some uh, uh, additional fees, you could say, with streaming TV. Uh, and yeah. so coming up next, we're going to be reviewing IPTV. Oh. Uh, well, Zach, you can you can add on just, a second. I just want to say one more. Okay, that yeah. these Go are ahead. actually different. This is what UVerse is, and you might be thinking UVerse is cable, but it's kind of a hybrid. So we're actually going to look at that next, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but Zach, do you want to add one more thing before we talk just about IPTV? The- the other uh, thing I wanted to add, just another nice feature of uh, streaming TV is the ability to watch uh, on a phone, tablet, or laptop. So you just go to the uh, provider's website, and then you log in with your account, and then you can watch live TV right from there anywhere. You don't have to be at home, which is That's a great actually something I'm, I'm sorry that I was trying to move on. I want to mention this, too. Uh, we have Xfinity, um, and there's actually something called the Xfinity TV Go app. Uh, and you can actually watch all your live channels and on-demand. You can even watch your recordings all from your mobile device. The one thing is you have to turn on your location. Uh, and if you're not at your house, you're not allowed to. You're not able to watch it. So they really get you with that. Um, the, the whole industry is pretty tricky yeah, in that sense. Uh, so, Zach, unless you have anything else to add, we're going to IPTV. Uh, no, nope, after- I, I, I think we're ready to move on. After the voice message from Steve Jacobs. I really enjoyed Charlie and Zach's podcast, particularly the one about the smart homes, which I immediately put to good use and I use it all the time. Can't wait for the next episode. Well, thank you, Steve, for your message and for supporting the podcast. Remember, head to our website to send a voice message. Uh, So now we're going to be talking about the first one of our two alternate uh, TV methods. Uh, And despite alternate, there's actually a surprisingly uh, large number of people who use these services. And that service is AT&T UVerse and, well, more broadly, IPTV, but UVerse is the uh, main IPTV uh, provider. So, Zach, tell us what IPTV is and what really makes it different from cable. What, what are the similarities and the differences? So, IP, yeah, IPTV stands for Internet Protocol TV. It, it is very similar to streaming because the t- live TV signals are sent across the internet into your home. However, you can't a- you can't just access it on any streaming stick. So you, AT&T UVerse is a great example of IPTV. Many people think of it as cable, but it's actually not cable TV. The live TV signals are sent across the internet. And then what usually happens is there is a transmitter 
uh, you plug it into the router. That transmitter uh, communicates with the AT&T Uverse uh, servers, and then it broadcasts the live TV signals to all the cable boxes. Well, not ca- it's not really cable to all the set top boxes throughout the house. So usually the set top boxes are wireless, but sometimes that transmitter might also have coax. Uh, compatibility so then you can connect the set top boxes to it using a coax cable right and it's just it's amazing because I've always thought that Uverse was cable it appears as cable and one thing Zach I think we I would I want to know and I think our viewers might be interested in or sorry listeners is what's the diff like quality wise what's the difference between IPTV and streaming well there's not a huge uh, difference so I just gave the example of how Uverse works, but in the case of IPTV, the different providers might have a different system. So I do believe uh, Uverse is being replaced with AT&T TV now, and I'm not quite sure, but I do think that will also run on IPTV. So I, like I said, this is just, I, I was explaining the way Uverse works, but other IPTV providers might be different. Now, reliability, it is, compared to streaming, it's very, very similar, mainly because the signals are transmitted over the internet. You want to have really good internet. Uh, And, of course, it really, because in the case of streaming, your streaming stick is connected to your Wi-Fi. Now, in the case of IPTV, you might be using a transmitter, like in Uverse, or you might be you might have all your set-top boxes directly wired into the router, or you might just use Wi-Fi. So it really depends, but it is very similar to streaming TV in terms of reliability. Now, cost, it obviously, it depends on the provider because some of them are not as well-known, and they will provide lower uh lower prices uh however their uh equipment might not be as good not as good user interface not as many features right uh so i i've been doing some research and it looks like you versus one of the uh, main reasons people like you versus it's very affordable it's it's a lot cheaper compared to cable uh i i believe it is more expensive than you know streaming obviously because you have all of the boxes and all the infrastructure right you still have to rent that equipment from your provider right and and so that that brings up the question why would people choose you know iptv over streaming it really thinks it's like it, it it's just more traditional i guess you could say you have the boxes and you have the tv guide and it all works together with the recordings right. or whatnot uh if you're doing hulu or youtube tv it's very very different than your actual uh, you know, your cable. So this is for something for people who want more affordable, maybe don't want to have all the cable wires or the, you know, uh, uh, dish for satellite on their roof. But it still gives you an experience uh, similar to cable without the infrastructure. That That's what I would like to call it. Right, right. That That's why it's kind of a hybrid between the two. And there was another thing I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... The other thing about IPTV, well, it, it is, IPTV is kind of an older system just in general. Streaming TV is much newer, and usually uh, streaming TV is actually faster, mainly because the services have faster servers and their software is faster, uh, better user interfaces. However, AT&T Uverse is probably one of the newest and best known IPTV services. I do, th- I th- they are replacing it with AT&T TV. I'm not completely sure if that's still going to be IPTV, 
but I think it will be. Right. Um, so, you know, like you said, it's a little more outdated and I don't, I don't think AT&T TV will be, you know, as popular as Uverse was back when it was new a, a new concept. Uh, but there, there's certainly a lot of potential, uh, in the wireless, uh, TV market. Right. Uh, yes. so I don't have anything else to add for this segment. Uh, Zach, do you? Nope. All right, and so coming up next, we're going to have over-the-air TV, which is a second alternative to the, you know, classic three uh, ways to get live TV. Stay with us. Hello. I recommend listening to this podcast. It is very great and has lots of information. Welcome back to the Zachnology Tech Review Podcast in partnership with 1730-12 News and, of course, America's number one favorite news show today now. So, uh, Abby, thank you very much for your very kind voice message. Remember, if you want to send a voice message, Zach spent a ton of time working on a new feature on our Tech Reviews website, which is tech-reviews.zachnology.com. You might want to bookmark that because it's a pretty long uh, URL. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you're you're sure to be going to that website a lot. Oh yeah, and you'll need a lot to send us all those good voice messages. Uh, so next up, we're going to be taking taking a look at the second one of the alternate ways to watch live TV, which is over the air television, which involves uh, actually going, you know, buying a cable, uh, sorry, an uh, an antenna, uh, and physically putting that up to your window on your roof, uh, next to your TV in some cases, and plugging that into your TV. Uh, so now Zach uh, is going to tell us a little bit more about that today now. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. That was, so, a, that was a bad pun. So, you know, as Charlie said, over-the-air television, commonly for, referred to as OTA, it involves putting an actual antenna up on your roof or a uh, thin piece of plastic in the window. And now there's two great benefits to using over-the-air television. The first one is it's completely free. You don't need to subscribe to any cable provider or any satellite provider. It's completely free, except you just have to buy the TV itself and the antenna, of course. And then the second one is it's super easy to set up, It's super and it's super easy to use, actually. Uh, really, all you have to do is connect the antenna to the TV using a coax cable, plug in the TV and the antenna to a wall outlet, of course, and then you're really ready to go. So those are the two great benefits to using over-the-air television. Right. So you might be wondering if I don't have a cable box or a set-top box, you know, for satellite TV, how do I, you know, get the signal and actually display it on my TV? Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have noticed this. If you look at your TV's input settings, there's a lot of inputs, you know, usually HDTV1, input 1, something like that is what you probably watch your cable or satellite on. But there's actually another input called TV. Uh, you might recognize that it has like a white background with, uh, you know, some black static. Anyways, that is where you'll be seeing the uh, TV signal. When you plug the coax cable into your TV, you can go to the basic TV icon or uh, input rather on your TV. Then you can usually use your default TV remote and just type in the channel number. So there's no guide. There's no DVR. There's no interface. You're just getting the channels um and basically just that keypad to switch between them. Now, and Zach, I know you can dive into a little more on some of the different options for this, but there are companies who make a, you know, basically a, a cable box 
or set top box, I should say, but uh, where you plug in the coax cable from the antenna and you plug it through that into the TV so you actually get an interface, even though you're not paying for the service. It's like having a service type interface, but you know, a, a lot cheaper of an option. Right. So I, I, sh I should uh, point out, I think when you are initially setting up the antenna, sometimes on the TV, you have to do like a calibration or and you uh, usually have to set whether it's analog or digital. Uh, and you can refer to your antenna's instruction manual for all that information. Uh, but there obviously over the air television does have some drawbacks because you're not using a set top box or a cable box that's connected to your TV. You don't really have any uh, visual interface. Now, of course, you could type uh, channel numbers in using the remote, but there's no channel guide option. So you can't really scroll through a menu to see all uh, your uh, channel options. Some TVs do have that feature. You have to go into the settings, select where you live, but most TVs don't. Uh, right. So, and you're talking about channels. I want to go over some of the basics. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of channels. Uh, I, I right. was doing some research. That's it another seems thing. like Right, it seems like it varies a little bit depending on where you live, but at least in the U.S., uh, it looks like you get these, I'll list them, these eight main channels. ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, PBS, The CW, and then a, a couple of Spanish channels. So you're not getting a wide uh, variety of options, but if you just want to see the, the main programs that are on you know, the basic networks, uh, then this is probably a great option for you. Uh, and, and that's one thing where this really lacks is flexibility. There's no... Uh, options you can't bundle you can't there, you can't get any more channels it's only the ones that uh you know the the main networks across the country uh and and this is where i feel like in some cases it can almost be a hobby uh, i know it's it's some people use it at, uh, in an affordable way but i also know that there are some people who use it in a, a hobby type way uh so this may not be the best option for you uh zach do you have anything else on the technical aspect of over the air tv Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, like all you like you said there, it, it really lacks in that flexibility aspect. And if you want to see what channels are available for you, if you want to use over-the-air television, there's a ton of websites online. You just uh, put in your zip code, and it'll usually give you a list of channels that are available to you. It'll definitely vary dependent on where you live. Uh, now, there are some uh, devices out there because you have to remember you're also not getting any DVR with this. Really, no TV has a DVR built in. Now, if you were to go with a cable company or a satellite company or even a streaming company for your live TV, you would have access to a DVR. So some companies, uh, manufacturers, have re uh, released some products that will actually convert your uh, live TV signal from over the air into a really like a good user interface. And now I'll give an example of one I've researched. It's called the uh, Fire TV Recast or something along the lines of that. Uh, basically- For, From you, Amazon, of course. It's from Amazon, yes. Uh, and what you do is you put, you place this device near your uh, uh, TV antenna. And then you hook, instead of connecting the antenna to your TV, you actually connect the antenna to the uh, t Fire TV recast. What that does is that takes the uh, signal from the antenna and then it uh, sends it into the cloud, uh, the Amazon servers. Then you can actually access your uh, live TV from any 
device in the house that has a Fire TV stick connected or a Fire TV cube, or you can even watch it on uh, Amazon Alexa Echo uh, show devices. So that uh, Fire TV recast converts it into a digital signal that can be viewed on all of your devices, even mobile devices too. And it provides a really great, really nice user interface and it includes a channel guide. Also, it has uh, DVR. Now you have to select DVR options when you're purchasing your Fire TV recast, but this gives you the option of a guide and a DVR features that are usually available with a cable subscription. Right, and this is another example. You're not going to have to pay a monthly fee. You just buy the antenna, buy the cable, right. and buy the yeah. uh, Fire recast. Uh, and then yeah. you pretty and much... I, one, I, sh I should point out there are also no monthly fees for the Fire TV recast, too. Right, because it's not a service you're buying. You're buying the hardware uh, instead of the software. Oh, and one other, the thing I was going to add is that the uh, the Fire TV um, recast is a lot more modern interface than most people are going to uh, get with your over-the-air TV. Mostly, like I said, this is going to be that basic options on your TV. So uh, if you consider upgrading to something like the recast, you're pretty much getting an almost cable-like experience for a much lower cost. Uh, so, you know, of all the options we looked at, of all five options, uh, depending on your budget, where you live, and what you want, there's just so many possibilities. And and not just looking at over-the-air TV, but the TV industry as a whole, through all these different options, uh, there are just so many different ways to get exactly what you need. Uh, and, of course, all of us here at Zachnology would be uh, happy to provide console uh, consultations uh, for setting up your in-home TV system. Uh, so, Zach, I believe that does wrap it up here for over-the-air TV. Yeah, I think it does. All right, and our entire podcast. Thanks for listening. On behalf of Zach Bouchard and everyone from Zachnology and 1730-12 News, we'd like to thank you for watching this episode of the Zachnology Tech Review Podcast, sponsored by America's favorite morning news show, Today Now. We'd like to thank everyone sincerely who sent a voice message. Remember, you can go to Zachnology.com for Zachnology information and tech-reviews.zachnology.com for all the info you need on this podcast. You can also head to the Zachnology Tech Reviews YouTube channel or the 1730 Met YouTube channel to watch all of our videos. Thank you for watching and have a great day. All contents of this podcast copyright 2021 by Zacharmi Enterprises Limited Liability Corporation. All rights reserved. Zacharmi Enterprises has received paid compensation from Spotify Technology SA. Zacharmi reserves the right to use voice messages on the podcast for paid compensation. <laughs>